you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Happy Friday. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. so excited to dive in with Roni this week. I think it was kind of a, I don't want to say controversial episode, but there seems to be definitely a mixed crowd and a lot of a a variety of feedback regarding the past two episodes, mainly around Ebony's teaching and preaching um, to use Sonia uh, Ramona's phrase, but also then Ramona's response. Uh, But before we dive into that, I want to take a minute to just appreciate Ebony and Sonia's beautiful friendship and how authentic it is. I love watching them. It feels so genuine. And I feel like Ebony is a friend who's like trying to give Sonia all the confidence in the world. Ebony is like the hype girl that everyone needs. Like she is reminding Sonia that she might kind of play, you know, sometimes the bumbling idiot or kind of the sloppy drunk, but that she's a smart businesswoman. You know, she should be confident about herself because she's beautiful and accomplished. And I I just like how she reminds her of how great she is, where I feel like Lou and Ramona have a way of being like, well, it was okay that you were a sloppy drunk because look at all you're going through. Life is so bad for you. And I feel like she needs to be lifted up, not reminded of the fact that like her divorce still weighs heavy on her. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy watching them and it's very unexpected. I would have never, which is great, which is why we love about housewives. It's fun to see people that you wouldn't have normally put together, find each other and develop a genuine friendship. And I also just like, they have so many different things, not in common, but they also have a lot of things in common and that's all friendships. Yeah. I think, um, I think they're both learning a lot from each other. And that's the part I really enjoy. And I think it's being done in a way that um, it's not as cringe and uncomfortable as trying to watch Ebony and Ramona, who I actually think, I do think Ramona wants to be friends with Ebony and Ebony wants to be friends with Ramona. I just think that there's certain parts uh, of getting to know one another that Ramona just kind of shuts down. And I think sometimes maybe Ebony she does a great job of like gracefully still kind of pushing it while not pushing Ramona too hard. Um, but we will continue to dive into that. Um, but for, but I keep being like, but first, but wait, there's more, I feel like an infomercial. 
the tour bus that they took to get to Salem, I want to ride on that. That looks like the greatest way to road trip. Me too. I fucking hate road trips, but I'll do it on a tour bus where I can just walk around without without my children, mind you, and um, can go to the bathroom. Also, like Googling vibrators, totally casual, normal. It Honestly, their conversation about vibrators and it reminded me of Grace and Frankie. Anyone who's not watching Grace and Frankie or has never watched it, I have never been more excited to get somewhat older in my life because of Grace and Frankie. And oh, I, it's, they have yeah. a business venture regarding vibrators and it's entertaining. It's great. Speaking of friendships, that's a great, another TV show that shows a great friendship, but it was so funny. I loved it. I love that Bershawn's like, wait, I want to know about this vibrator too. And I like that it was done. This is going to make me, this is like my conservative Catholic in me. It was done in a way that it wasn't like kind of crude. Like I felt like when Teresa brought all the girls, the vibrators and was just like setting it on the table and being like, here, Jackie, shove this up your ass. I was like, like I'm all for people using vibrators, enjoying their body. But like, I don't know. I didn't love that approach, but I like how I was just like, yeah, let's look it up. You need a good vibrator. And like, I just, I don't know. I like how casual they were about it. It wasn't like whispering. And then, um, when Lou like moves the laptop screen to show Bershawn and Bershawn's like, Oh, that's a good one. I don't, I just, I was cracking up. I loved it. I didn't feel like it was like weird or it wasn't being maybe because it wasn't being used in a way to like bully someone. I'm like, I like this, this way we talk about vibrators on the housewives, not the Teresa way. I mean, freaking sex toys. I feel like it's like a staple in every Bravo show. Eventually sex toys will come up. Um, it becomes a scene. So this though felt a little bit more organic and didn't feel like they're just plopped into a sex shop. Yeah, I agree. I, I just liked, I'm like, oh, this is just like a normal thing that you talk about in your fifties. Uh, so then they get to Salem. Uh, I kind of love that they're at a haunted hotel. I get very creeped out by that stuff. Cause I do believe in ghosts uh, for those who grew up in the West County area, like zombie road, like, terrifies me. Um, I've never even been able to like get out of my car and walk down zombie road. It's like this very haunted place in Wildwood, Missouri. If you're into that and live in the St. Louis area, check it out. Um, but I'm really into like, I'm into that stuff. I think it's cool that they're staying there. I also believe in ghosts and have had an experience with a ghost sexually. No, (laughs) Oh my God. No, no, that would be a story. So my sorority house is haunted my, or yeah, is, I was going to say was, but I think it probably still is. And the ghost that haunts it would play practical jokes. So we would have this chair, you know, like the typical college dorm chair, that yeah. circular like fold up chair. We would have that chair and this would happen in multiple rooms, but it would end up wet. And yeah, like just randomly like what? And it was no one like peed on it. No one sat on it. And this ghost would, I say she played jokes. And then there was also like, I've had roommates in the sorority who would have the radio turn on and off or the TV, like weird shit. But it was like a friendly ghost. That's wild. no, No one was ever scared. Like, I like to believe most ghosts are here with friendly intentions. Not yeah. like, I don't like, I, I, I'm here to listen to the wild ones that maybe aren't as friendly, but I think I like to believe that 80% of ghost encounters are just people 
from the other side, trying to let people know they're okay or just having fun with a little, a little prank. But then I think about the sixth sense and I think about um, Misha Barton, AKA Marissa Cooper uh, and thinking about like how, you know, those who have been murdered and killed, <laughs> they need their stories. They to need to get told. it out there. They yeah. need to get it out there. So now we're going on a ghost tangent, <laughs> but we both believe in them. I find them. I also hate going to haunted houses or anything. Like I find it interesting. I like to know about it from like a safe distance. Yeah. I, I get to be in necessarily granted guys. I just told you about the house and stuff that, I moved into that house not knowing I was moving into a home that had a ghost. I had no idea. And I lived across the street. I feel like those stories kind of travel. Yeah. Well, it was like a very secretive thing that I'm sharing. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you know, glad I didn't know 15 years ago. Um, No, I, um, so I just, I like the vibe. I think it's cool. I think Leo went all out. She plans this really cool dinner at a tattoo shop where they're supposed to wear latex and lace, which my only question in those type of outfits, and this is the the mom and me coming out, I have to pee a lot when I go to dinners because I drink a ton of water to counteract all the like alcohol that I plan to drink or do drink during these type of dinners. How I mean, I had to have people help me go to the bathroom in my jumpsuit at a wedding last weekend. Who's going to help you get in and out of a latex cat suit? I mean, and that shit sticks. Remember when Erica Jane wore that latex outfit? Was it like in Amsterdam yeah. or Germany or something? And it's baby powder. Like that stuff is sticky. No, you you bring excellent points. I immediately, when I break the seal, next thing you know, I'm in the bathroom like nonstop. So yeah, I, they also, it just looks uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I mean, all four, I mean, they, had they great- all looked great. I mean, yeah. they all looked amazing. I mean, an excuse to get dressed up and but yeah, just not for me. I'll just, no. I just, cause I'd have to go to the bathroom too much. It's just the logistics of it. It just seems like a lot of work, but I love the vibe of where they're at. The decorations were really cool. They sit down for dinner and I feel like I'm like kind of torn with this kind of like, so it comes up the whole that Ebony is always preaching and talking about race and black lives matters. Although I don't, I guess I don't feel like she sits down and is like, let me, I want to tell you all about the oppression of the black race in America. Like I do feel like she shares it as it relates to her and it is part of her story. So I feel like when Ramona is like, I want to get to know you, but I don't want to get to know that point part of you. It kind of is like that same, what Crystal said, like, I don't see color. You know, it's like, I almost like don't want to see your color. Um, but then I, I, at some points too, I kind of feel like if someone is constantly uncomfortable with it, either Ramona needs to say something or I don't, I just feel like maybe, I don't know, like maybe Ebony needs to find a different way to approach it with her. I don't know. You know, here's the thing. And like, it just came out, I think today that this episode, the ratings have plummeted. And I've seen so many people in the Bravosphere fans saying Ebony and Leah ruined the show. The show's ruined Ebony and all the race stuff. Like, listen, we have to remember the climate of when this was being filmed. We all lived it. Anytime there's an election, it's the top of mind of every person regarding what political party you're affiliated with or not. It's top of mind. It's heavily discussed. It's a huge change in our, it's a huge opportunity for change in the country 
good or bad, depending on your preferences, I guess. But I, I mean, you know, those conversations are challenging and uncomfortable. And I think, I think our friend, Anthony Lair actually said it really well to me is like it's reality of what was happening in the time mm-hmm. they're talking about it. And Ebony as a black woman, like she can't run away from that. She's speaking to her experiences. So I hate that people are kind of putting that on her. Um, I don't know. I just, listen, I, I can see a lots of different points of view, but when it comes to Ebony and who she is and her experiences, that's her truth. And she's sharing it with us, whether you want to hear it or not. <clears throat> that said, I do think Roni in terms of casting, and this isn't so much of like the political climate per se, but it does feel like you have two groups who would never hang out with each other if they weren't obligated to for a show. And we've said this time and time again, the shows that we love tend to be the ones where the people are actually friends. I mean, look at Beverly Hills. You know, I think we saw, and we'll talk about it on our Patreon, Teddy's birthday. You know, there are some housewives that are there that are celebrating. They truly are friends on and off camera and it shows. And I think, yeah, I mean, would Ramona and Ebony be friends if it wasn't for Roni? No, I don't, I don't think Ramona, I don't even think Ramona and Bershon really, I think that was very staged and produced. And it was like, okay, if I were a betting person, I would say Ramona probably went to production was like, I want to bring Bershon on um, and like kind of have her be introduced as my friend. But um, yeah, I just, it feels very disjointed and maybe that's part of what makes it uncomfortable. I think like you look at Kathy Hilton and Crystal and, you know, they're not having all those conversations, but I imagine it's come up and throughout their friendship, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the disjointed bit piece of it. And I think it's just hard. I, I don't necessarily agree with Ramona's behavior for it, but I think it's just hard because when you, for those of us who maybe have had these uncomfortable conversations in the last year, it's a growing moment. Um, but I think to constantly see it over and over again, maybe reminds you of some things that you've said and done in the past that maybe you're not proud of. And I don't, it's kind of like the pandemic part of it too. Like when we watched OC, it was hard to see it when we were still living it. And I wonder if that's some of it too, with the response to the group. Yeah, no, I just think, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think it's always intent. We always talk about this, our friend Taria, whatever else is going on podcast, like it's always intent and it's just a conversation. And I mean, if we can have, five episodes about a damn coat, like, you know, we can have a conversation, a little conversation or just say like, Hey, I'd rather talk to you about this alone where I feel like in a better, like a different kind of mindset, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of hate on, on this season. I, I miss Dorenda. I do think Dorenda would be a good glue between the groups. I don't want to put the onus on, necessarily ebony and again this is my opinion and um leah leah hasn't been my favorite this season she seems a little too um she's trying too hard in multiple facets that said i do feel like she has genuine intent with ebony um so i don't know they definitely are going to have a recast oh yeah uh and i really don't know how it's going to go. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Leah isn't back. Um, I think Ebony was kind of brought in as 
Leah's friend and that was her introduction to the group, but her and Sonia, I think everybody is loving that friendship and the response to that is it feels like that's a more natural organic friendship um, that truly started because of the show, but everybody wants to keep watching it develop. Uh, I don't know. I just, as much as I love Leah, her first season, I wouldn't be shocked if she possibly doesn't get a third. Um, I would almost entertain her more as a friend of, I think she can easily fall into the Hannah burner trap. Yeah. If she continues the path that she's going on, I think she would be better off as a friend of to me. Hot take. I like it. All right. Well, so we talked about, um, if we can have five episodes of a damn, a damn coat on Beverly Hills. So let's transition out West. I mean, God, I've truly loved this episode, even though there were parts of it that were ridiculous. I think that's why I loved it so much. And before we get to the ugly leather pants, one, Harry Hamlin and the, like his cooking, I feel like you and I married a Harry Hamlin. So for those who haven't been listening for a while, Vanessa and I don't really cook. We can, and we do occasionally, but I mean, Kevin and Kyle do majority of the cooking in our houses and my husband too <laughs> enjoys like putting together floral arrangements. And I'm sure we're just a couple <laughs> years away from tablescapes. Like I was like, I feel like I am, this is my marriage almost in a way. Like I really related to that. I did too. I just loved how much she cooks and truly like I could see both Kevin and Kyle putting together a table oh, like that, like for hands sure. down. I mean, the note cards, I don't know if that part would happen, but you know, maybe in 30 years, <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I feel like it makes me, I think of like Ina Garten and Jeffrey and like, I'm like just, just picturing like our husband's like planning like a dinner party and they're oh, like going yeah. over the tablescape and you and I are like, uh, I guess we'll show up and drink wine. Exactly. No, I love how hands-on he is. I love that he bakes pies and I like that he even, we're, we saw a glimpse of him uh, in Mexico for Teddy's birthday playing the guitar. Like, it's just fun to see Harry around Harry Hamlin. I can see how he um, compliments Rena chaotic energy in a way. Cause he seems very calm. Very calm. I don't think like, he's one of those people that I feel like, um, you know, some friends will talk about their parents and they're like, my mom or my dad never yelled. It was like, they just never did, but they would do so, change their tone of voice just enough to freak the F out of me and scare me to like change my behavior. I think Harry is that kind of parent. They, I bet his daughters never heard him yell. Yeah. Yeah. Where Lisa was probably like, Girls, ah! you know, like she's just like that high energy and he's just very even keeled. No, I just, I mean, I just love that he made the dinner. It's just, it was very, uh, for housewives, it felt like very relatable in terms of our lives. And, you know, one of our husbands like throwing a dinner party and actually cooking the meal Granted, we don't have waiters for the, or, bartenders. or bartenders. We're, we'll get there. Give us time, you know. But yeah. the dinner part, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of like humbling on Beverly Hills. I loved it. I really loved it. Um, I also was watching the scene with Crystal playing tennis and you made a note of this and I instantly was like, oh my God, I'm watching myself. Uh, I am very, very competitive. I would actually say I'm competitive with all things in life, not even just sports. And it's... Um, my, like one of my greatest traits and also one of my greatest weaknesses. And I feel like I'm watching that. I was like, Crystal and I would, if we met and like truly hung out, I feel like we would either be best friends or we would hate one another because it would be like a constant one-upping and competition. Like, I feel like there's no in between. I don't think Crystal and I would be people like, oh yeah, like I really enjoy her when I see her, We don't, but we just don't hang out much. I feel like we'd either be constantly hanging out or 
despise one another. I think you guys might despise one another. I know. I feel like that's going to be more entertaining. Yeah. Well, I just think the extreme competition sometimes it can be hard being around other competitive people. Uh, but I, I definitely related to that. I also love one that they're just like casually rolling up to what appears to be a country club and it's Kathy Hilton's house, which I'd expect nothing less. But then Kathy just pops out in her pajamas, very minimal makeup. Like this is why I love Kathy Hilton. I feel like she is very much just like, I'm going to be myself. If that means I'm waking up at 10 a.m. deep breakfast and there are people playing tennis at my house and I'm welcoming, welcoming them in. I'm not going to have the glam crew before I eat. Like she looked like she truly just woke up. I mean, also, could you imagine waking up at 10 a.m.? <laughs> what I mean, what a dream, what a life. Yeah. What a life. I mean, I feel like as moms and so many of you listening can probably relate to this or even just working adults, really. I think so many of us are up before 8 a.m. Most of us, I would say, are up. Um, some earlier, some maybe a little bit later, but I know very I don't know anyone in my life who can who can uh get up at 10 a.m. Oh no, I mean 8 a.m. to me would be sleeping in. Like I would be thrilled if I woke up at 8 a.m. Oh yeah, same on a normal day, like a, a, like yeah, just like a casual normal wake up. That like a, that's a treat to me right now. But even but I, on vacations, I never sleep. I, know. I would never sleep until ten because then I think about I'm on vacation. I need to like soak up wherever I'm at and do whatever. I'm and then I regret at. it when I get home. I'm like, why didn't I sleep more? That would have been really nice. It always know. happens. Uh, okay, so then we meet. Then we move on to Erica's cute house, which I, I like that they keep calling it cute. I get that it's like two thousand square feet, which. For a house in Beverly Hills, I completely understand that's on the smaller side. It's probably like the average size home for most of people that we know. But I don't think most of us have like a pool house slash cabana thing and a pool. Like she's, it's a very nice property that she's on or renting from. But I love that we keep being like, oh, Erica and her tiny little home. Like this is no casita. No, it's not a casita. And it's like rich people throwing shade, calling it cute. Like I would be kind of annoyed if I were Erica a little bit, even though she's kind of playing into it. But it's also like, bitch, if you're my friend, you're going to like me wherever I live. I just yeah. think it's kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like degrading? No, like condescending. That's the word. It's a little condescending. Yes. I No, I totally, I completely agree. agree. Like EJ is, you know, no saint, but she, we find out that she was never, I forgot, I wrote down her quote, but I feel like I miswrote it. But she says, if you're in charge of your finances, it's. If you're in charge of your finances from the get, yeah, is what you put. I don't, I think she just meant like, you need to be in charge of your finances from the start. But what she's talking about is she was saying how like, basically she's never going to have the lifestyle she once had, but she's like, look, I wrote a best-selling book. I have collaborations with different makeup companies. I've done shoe lines. And she's like, I'll have enough for me to live in this house and for me to afford Postmates and I'll be good. So I think she was kind of saying like, I'll still have a good life. It just won't be maybe as comfortable as what it was before. Now, I think, I mean, she's getting dropped by some of these collaborations. Money might be a little bit of a challenge, especially as uh, some of these victims come forward, but 
Uh, I think, I mean, I think she's aware that like, she kind of knows what she left and knows that like, it's not going to be $11 million homes anymore. No, but you did the math. Yeah. So she's painting. Okay. So I love the producers. I mean, there's so much footage that the feds are probably like, oh my God, this is like a gold mine of evidence against EJ, but they put $9,500 a month, which equates to about $791,000 a year. (laughs) I mean, that's more than our homes. Uh, I think that's more than most of our homes. Like, and this is her rental, which is just kind of wild. Which is so wild. But I just, the, I will say the unraveling or whatever you want to call it of EJ in terms of her marriage and the, like the bites, the sound bites that we get per episode. Like, I love it. Oh my God. Sorry. My phone just did something really weird. I didn't even, sorry. Um, Did everyone hear that? (laughs) All of a sudden I like went to, I was like clicking on a note and it moved to a different app and it just said, welcome to the space jam, which I guess is being heavily promoted right now. We'll leave that in for realness. Um, so EJ, yeah, I just like, I honestly, I'm not saying I like love EJ. I just am fascinated by watching all of it go down. Yes. Well, and we see in the previews, I mean, she's like, everything's gone. She's sobbing. I want to believe this is authentic. I'm just, I really, I'm in the camp of I think she knew it was victim's money that was funding her lifestyle. So um, I think it's more just a, oh shit, here goes my world. But I love, I mean, I love that we're going to see the rawness of her finding out all these lawsuits and the women actually talking to her about it. We see multiple scenes where she's talking to people about it, but that is for next week and we will dive into it. We can't wait, but now we're back at the dinner party, which I really think in the future, Garcelle and Kyla are going to be best friends because they both love to eat. And I say that in the best way possible. This is not like throwing shade, but I like that. Harry goes, do you want another plate? She's like, well, I want one to go so I can actually eat it. You're not here with these Beverly Hills women. And then Kyle's like, oh, I ate all of mine, you know, and then I have flashbacks to them at the dumpling party and they were just pounding those dumplings. I like seeing people enjoy food in Beverly Hills. I didn't think they did. No, I, I thought it was actually really fun. Garcelle seemed to be really enjoying herself. I thought that was a nice gesture from Brenna with the birthday cake and everything. And honestly, like I'm going to sound, this is me. This is also the person, me speaking, total Libra move. Um, really into birthdays, been <laughs> humbled by my, my 30th birthday. Um, but I do love that they brought gifts. I just think it's kind of fun, especially after 2020, I've given a lot of my friends birthday gifts, small little birthday gifts. Uh, I, I think that's like, because it's, it's like, you're realizing it's like a treat to be able to celebrate together. You know, like, I think, yeah, I think it, we're all going to see more gifts. And I thought it was really sweet that, you know, Crystal got her a very nice ring. I'm guessing those were real diamonds. Uh, it was a group gift. She went in on it with Kathy and Kyle, but I just thought it was sweet. And she said, you know, you admired mine and I knew right away, right away. I wanted to get it for you. Sutton apparently like wasn't listening and didn't get the memo to bring a gift, which is really I was really surprised because they show the scene where Rena says, Hey, I'm going to do my dinner is actually a party for Garcelle. If you want to bring a gift, bring one. I mean, Sutton's the person who brings a gift everywhere she goes. And so I, I think she felt very caught off guard that everyone brought a gift and she just unravels and loses her shit and gets beyond pissed at crystal. And maybe it was editing, but I mean, I didn't see anything that would make me think, wow, Sutton, like I could see why you are just in tears over crystal sitting across the table from you. It was I mean, weird. It was, <laughs> she went bad shit. I think she was truly, I guess, triggered by the fact that she didn't bring a gift. 
in that crystal. I mean, I can Brother, see Sutton, yeah. Sutton being competitive in her friendships. And from what we've seen, it sounds like Crystal and, uh, or sorry, Sutton and Garcelle are close or appear to be close or good friends. So I could see it being like, no, bitch, you're not going after my best friend. And that set her off. Yeah. It was over just, nothing. Like, she was definitely triggered. Something like it was more than what we saw. And it was just kind of wild to me that she starts like sobbing. The only person who said something was Kathy Hilton, who I, I think Kathy's one of those people that is like, you can make fun of me too. I make fun of myself. I have a very much like a, a very good sense of humor. So like the Thomasina thing, if I were Sutton, I would be like, as a joke, I would show up with like binoculars and be like peeping Thomasina here. Like I would just play into it versus getting so upset about it constantly. And that's the only thing that I could think that could trigger her. And in that case, I'd be mad at Kathy. I wouldn't be directing all of my anger at Crystal. It's just unbelievable. It's actually fascinating. The Bravo world is a fascinating place to be because so many people, I feel like Crystal's become a very polarizing figure. Yeah. People think a lot of people think she is a mean girl. And then a lot of people like her. I fall in the camp of, I do like her. I think she understands the assignment. I enjoy her snobbiness. I think she's rich as fuck. And you can, I don't know. I enjoy the snobbiness with her. I it, it, Listen, guys, this is Housewives. A lot of the times when we're watching these shows, you're not always necessarily thinking, I got to be friends with everyone. You're not. Yeah. It's Housewives. There would be no drama and it'd be boring and basically just record your own life. But I think it's entertaining. I died when they had their confrontation. It like, and Crystal's face was everything to me. It felt something, someone messaged us and they're like, it felt very Atlanta-like with her shrug. I, there's an air of confidence with her that I love because it's very much, I don't give a fuck because I don't, I am so sure of myself, of my friends, of the, my like reputation. Like she's just truly, somebody made a meme about this. Like they put unbothered and put the, her kind of like smirking. Like when Crystal yelled at her and said, like, what am I jealous? I mean, not sorry. When Sutton yelled at her and said, what am I jealous of, Crystal? Your ugly leather pants. And she just stopped and had her hands in her pockets and was just kind of smiled like, okay. Like, I'm not sure how to proceed, but I really not. I don't care if you think my pants are ugly because I like them. I think I look good in them. I don't know. There's just, to me, she like oozes confidence. And I love that. And I think for a first season housewife to be that sure of yourself, I'm like, I'm not going to apologize. And I am just going to stand here as you basically scream at me and I'm not going to react. And I'm just going to give you like a little smirk because it pisses you off more. Like I, I love it. And maybe it is a little bit of a mean girl piece of it. I think it's like the mean girl thing that I'm here for. I don't know. Like as bad as that makes me sound, I love it. I truly do. Pettiness. I mean, it's, honestly, like why we watch and listen guys, like, I mean, I don't know that I would say what Crystal said necessarily, but Sutton like went off on her for (laughs) no reason. So she stood up for herself and she just threw it back. And I feel like this is shit we see in the playground and things I hear from my daycare teachers. And we just (laughs) saw it with, you know, 40 plus women, 40 year old plus women. Um, It was, it it was great. I loved it. This season has been amazing. And we've been waiting so long to have a good season of Beverly Hills. So I'm so glad. Oh, it's like, I think this might be one of the best. I really would love to see the overall when the season's over, including the reunion, 
I want to see the average ratings for this season and compare it to some of the top seasons. I would be shocked if this doesn't land in the top three. Wow. I mean, this to me is like, this is giving me like, you stole my goddamn house, like emotions. I'm loving it. I I'm here for it. I really am sick of the to be continued though. Like, do we have to like, I almost feel like someone at Bravo knows that majority of us think it's ridiculous. And so they're just throwing it into every episode because not only do we get a to be continued, but we still got a preview for the next week. So like, where's the cliffhanger? What's like, I'm just, I don't know. You guys know how I feel. I feel like at BravoCon, you're going to find a Bravo exec and just lay it on them. (laughs) No, I already, that's so funny you said that. I was thinking about like, what questions would I ask at BravoCon? And I was like, I want to go to one of the producer panels or when it's Ask Andy and be like, Andy, do you realize how ridiculous it is? Like the amount of to be continues that are used with every franchise when everything continues the next week and we still get previews for the episode. Like what is the relevance of a to be continued? I will be asking that. I'll don't worry. Wow. Guys. You guys heard it here first. Yeah. Don't the even go to BravoCon. Yeah. <laughs> the first question at BravoCon, which reminds me, we have already planned um, our stay at BravoCon. Flights booked, hotel booked. We just Ho- don't have tickets. <laughs> we just don't have tickets. Um, thoughts and prayers that we get them. Otherwise, we're just going to like sneak in. But We are staying at the Refinery Hotel, which is an awesome boutique hotel in New York. It's kind of in Midtown. It's close to everything. There's an amazing rooftop bar. But Real Moms of Bravo listeners, we got you a discount. Um, We got a 20% off discount, and we'll include that in the link of this episode. So you can book, and you can even use that discount for bookings in April of next year. So if you're not planning on using it for BravoCon, please use it. The refinery is amazing. It, I mean, like guys, I cannot wait. I hope everyone's there. You also get a complimentary candle, which we are big candle people. So like, I'll do just about anything for a free candle. And if you're going to BravoCon, you have to stay in New York anyway, might as well come home with a fun candle. So yes. Uh, and we want to see all of you. So if you do book your room there, please message us as it gets closer. We're going to be working with the hotel to possibly have some sort of event either before an evening um, activity or possibly like a brunch one morning. So we hope to be to be there with all of you and see everyone there. Uh, but now we have to uh, finish this up. I hate to see you guys go. We'll be talking to you next week though. So we'll somehow make it through the next seven days. But before we do our shout out, which Vanessa... Tell everyone the shout out this week. My shout out is to Family Karma and specifically Amrit. And apologies if I mispronounced his name, not intentional. But the moment between him and his nani was beautiful. So if you guys haven't been watching Family Karma, highly recommend it. I felt like the beginning of the season, I was kind of like, oh, where is it going? But I feel like it's in stride now. It. Amrit came out to his nani, which is his grandma, and it was the most raw thing that I've seen on Bravo in a while. It just felt so real. He did it in the presence of his family. The conversation was very real. She at one point says, I don't like this, Um, but she comes around and it just, I mean, I didn't, (laughs) shockingly, I didn't cry and I usually cried a lot of things, but I had chills watching it. And I just feel like in the midst of the housewives and the fighting and everything that we talked about, I just, I'd like to see more real moments like that um, on Bravo. It just felt very authentic and I cannot wait for next week's episode, which is the proposal. So 
check out Family Karma if you haven't already. You can definitely start by watching season two. Dive right in. We interviewed Anisha last week or last week, last year, <laughs> um, sometime last year. Was it last year? Or was it the year before? Oh my God, I'm losing. No, track. it was last year because Family Karma premiered and like two weeks later, the pandemic hit. So we um, we were able to talk to her about how she's doing her fashion company through COVID. Oh, but right. yeah, that's it was, right. a, so I mean, COVID feels like 500 years ago, but also five days ago. So time is just irrelevant, irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Time more. But anyhow, um, check out that episode. It was a great conversation between her and I, but Family Karma pulling the heartstrings and it was just really, really great. I am a couple episodes behind, so I'm really looking forward to watching that this weekend. Uh, but we hope you all have a wonderful weekend or if you're listening to this in the weekends past, I hope you had a great weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. You know, the spiel we're going to do now. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about the Erica Jane legal problems, what's going on with some of your favorite Bravo celebrities that aren't filming right now, uh, or aren't airing right now, head over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. You can join for as little as $3 a month, but a free way to support us is by subscribing, hitting five stars. And if you have 30 seconds, leave us a review. We see them, we read them. Um, the good ones and the bad ones. And yeah, we, we saw that bad one. The one stars as a hit hard. of color, like, mm, there's some choice words I have for that, <laughs> but I'm not going to waste my time. I, I always want to know people if that give one stars. Like, do you continue listening to our podcast to see if we get better? Like, I feel like if I gave someone a one star and wrote like a really mean review, that would be the end of it. But if you gave us the one star and wrote a bad review and think it's gotten better, let us know. Um, but thank you guys so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. And also, if you want to know day to day what's happening, me sh- be sure you are following us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. We spend way too much time stalking everybody uh, via Instagram and sharing all their stories, uh, including Teddy Mellencamp. So to hear more about that, we will be chatting uh, on Patreon. We will talk to you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.